If you're a business owner in central Indiana that wants your own podcast, Absorb can help. We tackle every aspect of your podcast from management, production, audio engineering, and visuals, and you can have guests call in remotely no matter where they are. Reach out to us at AbsorbProductions.com to learn more about our podcast production services for you. Hey guys, you are listening to Absorbcast, and in this episode, me and Caitlin talk about building client relationships versus taking one-off jobs. And also, we wanted to announce we do have merch now. We've launched a line of clothing. I don't know if you can see this one on this, but we have a variety of shirts, and I think we got stickers. <laughs> stickers, is that it? Well, for now, for now. And that's just if you want to support us here on what we're doing and uh, help us justify the time we put into making this content because it does take time but we do enjoy making it so regardless if you buy anything or not we appreciate you just watching okay now jump into the episode all right in our business i feel like we've had a fair share of kind of small one-time projects versus you know longer ongoing client relationships um, what do you prefer? The ongoing ones, because they feel more worth it. The one-off ones, if it's a paycheck, it's a paycheck, but then you're looking for the next one. And uh, I don't feel like, usually with what we do, with anybody doing what we do creatively, it's not solved under one project, usually. One project can help, but it's just kind of like a nudge. But you gotta keep you got to keep nudging to get into the direction you need to go, so... One video isn't going to do anything for you. I mean, it might help you for a short term, but it's still not going to reach that one video is not going to reach your bigger picture, your bigger goals. Uh, same with a, well, like a website. Somebody creates a website and it's not a one and done. Uh, you, you, you said a website is a living thing. Mm-hmm. How you word it? It has to be kept alive. Does that mean someone's like always has to be doing CPR on it and breathing air into it? Because <laughs> there's always something wrong with websites. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that there's always something wrong. It's that like your website is your digital front door, you know, so it's not like you can't just make your website and then leave it and it's just there. I mean, you have to keep it updated. You have to keep it engaged mm-hmm. make sure your keywords are up to date, you know, check out, see what your competitors are doing and make sure you're active on social media. Like there's, it's a web, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's literally the web, but it's a whole. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> that explains it. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's you know, it, it's a strategy that you have to adhere by. So when someone comes to us and they say, I need a website, and, and we've seen this a couple of times, not very often, but a couple of times people that are just starting a new business or small business or something, they think the first thing they need is a logo and a website. Those are like right off the mm-hmm. bat. And so we get those kind of projects a request for those projects somewhat frequently. But now we focus more on kind of walking them through, okay, when you're starting a business, these are actually all the things that you need. And yes, you know, a logo, if you want to say instead of a brand and a website are two of the things on those lists, but like you can't just check those off and say, okay, that's done. That's done. Like those are part of a much bigger plan that you need to launch a successful mm-hmm. business. And I think a lot of creatives can benefit in their business in this, no matter what you're doing is stop thinking about the certain project you're doing, but think mm-hmm. about the problem you're trying to solve. And sometimes the client doesn't know how they can use your skills Mm -hmm. to benefit their business. So if you can start figuring out how to navigate that and how to sell yourself to solve a problem and not just sell your product and that's it, you know, and then go. Uh, On the video side, we started pivoting more toward our subscription or they're just retainers is all they are, but the subscription plans where someone comes to us and they want a video. And I think a lot of uh, videographers or creatives out there who do video Mm -hmm. and photography 
say yes to the job and then you're looking for the next one and you're yeah. struggling to find the next check. And then usually you can do one good video. The client gets a video, they post it or they run it through an ad campaign, not even an ad campaign. They just run it through ads and they don't get, they don't see the results from it. So they may not hire that person again. The video wasn't effective. Well, the video wasn't effective because it was a bad video. It just was used in the wrong way. They're not using it properly. A video is a tool in marketing. It is not every, it's not, it shouldn't stand alone. It should be a a supplement in everything else around marketing and branding. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, yeah, it's one of the biggest tools. And that's why I think an ongoing, an ongoing campaign of videos makes more sense. So now when a client comes to us and they want a video, usually we ask, why, why, why do you need this video? And not, not like, well, why do you need it? It's what, what are you looking for this video to do? And usually you have clients who have a problem. They'll know the problem. They think this video is going to solve it. Mm-hmm. And some clients will know that they need help figuring out what that video is and how to solve it. Some clients think they know what they need and they just need you to, you know, they just need someone to hold the camera and they just need someone to work the things that controlling clients in a way. But and then there's a uh, clients who, uh, forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> so <I tried. laughs> my words in my head are going faster. But there's um let me restart here. There's still the clients that think that one video is going to solve their problem. But oh we ask why. I'm going back to our process. And then figure out if this one video is going to solve their problem. Or instead of doing maybe one big expensive video, maybe we break it into a series of videos or optimize different videos by, you know, instead of one long, when I say long, whatever to say it's a 30 second ad. Well, maybe this 30 second ad will do better when it's alongside two other 10 second videos that are run on other social platforms, or that 30 second is instead broken into two 10 second pieces, or you need a long form explainer, but you also need a bunch of tinier attention grabbers to hook people go over to a longer form video, or there's just more, there's more to a problem being solved other than one creative project to solve it. Yeah. And I mean, not to say that you can't just accept one, uh, you know, a one-off project or something yeah. quick, you know, like those, those are okay sometimes. And like, we've been there, especially whenever we first started our business, we were constantly grasping for just small projects just to kind of get some cash flow in. But as time went on, we realized that if we actually build a relationship with our clients and we really learn the ins and outs of their own businesses, they're going to start trusting us more. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the bigger projects and the bigger budget projects start coming into play, which then makes us a more valuable resource. We have a better relationship with them and our network grows because yeah. the better relationship we have with one person, you know, it, it's kind of a a common rule of thumb that like one person knows three new people, you know, so like you get one person that you have a really solid relationship with, they can refer you to at least three other people that they think may benefit from your resources as well. Mm-hmm. And the longer you're with that client helping solve that first problem, because mm-hmm. any business, it's an, it's all you're doing is problem solving and you yeah. keep moving forward. So you always, you're always solving a problem and then once you solve it, you're on to the next one. So working with them long-term, you, you better understand their market, their business, and then you can become more effective, more effective. And then you both are just growing together in that way. And that's what a partnership is. And that's why we don't, we don't typically like to call our clients clients. It's, it's, they're more partnerships because we work in that way. Now, instead of trying to sell our services, we try to see how can our services solve your problems instead of you just buy our product kind of thing. So the the challenges with this is when you get hired, like I said earlier, clients typically know they either know they need something, they need a video 
when they come to you and they tell you they need a video to sell this or announce this service or we need to, we, they need more customers, how do you turn, how do you explain to them how that one project isn't going to just solve their bigger problem without saying like, I can't help you or you need to hire me long term kind of thing? Because it does, it sounds like you're trying to upsell. I guess that's the challenge, just not trying to upsell, but actually caring about who you're going to help with your creative talents. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's okay to say no. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, I, we've had to do that before too. And just say that like, okay, I don't think we're going to be a good fit for this project, but let me refer you to this person, you know? Um, and usually that's and, out of looking out for them because yeah. we know that that money would be better spent somewhere else. Exactly. And when we do have those conversations, it's usually well-received. Mm-hmm. And that usually ends up in them coming back to us later whenever they do have a bigger budget project. So even then, you know, we're turning away something quick and something small in the meantime. And sometimes it will convert into something larger down the road. So our process, when we have, you know, a prospective client that comes to us and say, Let's just say they have a new product that's launching and they say that they need a a launch video for this new product, you know, whatever it may be. Our first step is we have a discovery call with them. And this is where we get to know the client. We get to know everything about their product, you know, when they're launching, what their business is, who their audience is, all of these different things. Uh, We walk away from that with as much knowledge as we have as possible to put together a proposal. From that proposal, if their budget is too small or if they seem to think that they only need one video, then we will include that in the proposal and just explain, you know, here's what it is that you asked for, you know, so we'll basically write up, you know, an example of here's what we can give to you within the budget that you're looking for or, you know, we at that point we can tell them, I don't think it'll work, you know, to get the results that you're looking for. I don't think that we're the right fit for you, you know, something along those lines. But let's just go with the example that we do have something for them. So in that proposal, we would have information on the budget that they already have set and what we can do within those constraints. And then further into the proposal, we would give the examples of, okay, you know, one video isn't necessarily going to convert in the way that you're looking to on this one product. You know, here are some other examples of things that you can do down the road. Or if you're interested in a subscription model, here's the different things that we can do. Or we can write a strategy for you. So if you're not able to invest in more videos up front, you at least have a game plan for how you're going to release more videos later or something along those lines. Now, the key comes after that proposal. So after we have that document written up, we don't just hand it over. We walk it through with them. So we actually have a meeting with a prospective client and we walk through every single piece in that proposal and it gives them a chance to actually build a connection with us. You know, then we're building trust and we're able to show, hey, we heard you. We heard all these different things that you're interested in promoting about your business. And this is what we're able to do with you. So it shows that we took the time to really get to know what it is that they're looking for. And we're invested in the success of their business, you know. And, you know, granted, sometimes if it is that they're just looking for one video or they don't have the budget to, you know, put into something bigger at that point, then that's okay. And we can refer them to something smaller, you know. Um, But the fact that we actually took the time to get to know them and their business and whatever issue it is that they're trying to solve, usually that will result in a positive relationship later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's, um, 
another thing too with that is it may not even more videos or more content doesn't always mean that we're char we are upcharging. So yeah. let's say this thing was gonna cost on this big video was gonna cost ten we'll say nine thousand dollars for math's sake. Nine thousand dollars. Maybe we break it into three, three thousand dollars for the next three months. So now they get fresh content every month, something new. I mean that's just a very vague example of yeah. what that would look like. But you can break it up and get multiple bite sized things that mm -hmm. where a three thousand dollar video that month would probably be just as effective as spending ten thousand on one video that month too. But instead, spread that out and just keep those punches coming in. You know, mm -hmm. keep being effective on that. But the the downside on our end is when that doesn't go through. You know, if we put all that time into it, and it's yeah, it sucks sometimes when it, like, we put together a big proposal and they they just don't want to go with it. But I think the positive side of that too is we've definitely left an impression there. Yeah. That we left an impression to where next time they think they need something bigger or they have a bigger problem or they want to take their business to another level and they finally can, I'm sure they will remember that. They'll remember that, that proposal and the time we put into it. Or they'll have some other friends in the businesses, a business business or in their business that could use our services too. And they'll say, like, hey, they're really thorough. They know what they're doing. They explain it all in detail. And they could probably show the proposal that we had sent to them on their their product or business, whatever it may be. But I think there's, that's the out, the, the positive side of looking at putting that time in up front. Cause I know a lot of creatives don't, they're anybody office service services like this. They just look at like, well, I don't want to put that extra hour in to putting that proposal together because I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. But it's those extra hours take you that extra hours, one step above the next person or your competition. And it really shows that you care. And that's what, that's what really will separate you from everybody else. Yeah. And I think another piece on it, on the business management side of this too, when you're talking about small, just quick turnaround projects versus larger projects, there's an aspect in that of trying to figure out your profit and loss on a project. So if you're investing a whole bunch of time into something that's, you know, going to turn out 800 bucks for you or something like that, that $800 may be really important to you in that moment. But if you're investing more time to get that kind of return, you may actually be losing money in the long run when that's when that time is something that you could be investing into more on your business or more time building relationships with other clients. So mm -hmm. there's kind of we should probably do a whole episode on that sort of piece on like how how to log your time within a project, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and how how we kind of break down our pricing model on those mm -hmm. things. But um, the gist of it is, you know, if these sort of quick turnaround, like one time projects, let's just say, you know, 800 bucks, thousand dollars, something like that. And sometimes they're even lower than that. I mean, we've taken projects for 200, $400, you know, like early, oh, yeah. early on we yeah. did. Um, those things, I mean, they can be good in the moment, but you also have to think about what that does to your business in the long run, you know, cause you're going to end up getting the same type of business that you work on in that time. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you do all these quick $200, $400 type jobs, then you're going to keep getting referred to for $200, $400 yeah. type jobs. You know, people mm -hmm. are going to say like, oh, hey, you're the, you're the quick and fast and, you know, cheap person, whatever. But that may mean that your quality suffers. But if you are good, fast and cheap, like all of those different things, then you you need to do something else yeah, in your you're business. Yeah, you're just gonna model, work yourself you know? into a hole. Yeah. It also suck if you're charging. Say you are charging. Um, it's hard to say 
I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna talk from video specific because that's mm-hmm. what I know, and I can throw some numbers out there that let's say you're doing a video, a video once a week for a client, and it's just like short little talking head things. You're charging like a hundred bucks. I think that's pretty cheap and affordable. So it's four hundred dollars a month for four videos, but then they want to double up on that, and now you're doing two two videos a week. But it's like this client had that budget to spend where you could have done. You you could probably charge two to four hundred dollars for these videos and done less or more depending on what they're doing, just because you're not charging what you're worth. What you can what I'm saying is you can back yourself into a corner pricing that way and, and keep getting that work even from the same client to where now your volume and your time, your capacity is so full of low mm-hmm. paying jobs, and that's where you double your rate and yeah. cut them in half. But if you're stuck with one or two clients and you're going to double your rate, you run the uh, huge risk of just losing those clients because mm-hmm. they're, especially if you double it. Yeah. So now those clients expecting this to be a hundred bucks. Now you're hitting them out of nowhere at $200 a video. Yeah. That's going to, I mean, it, it may not be, you know, you probably end that on good terms. I'm not saying they're going to be mad at you, but maybe that's not what they're, they're expected to pay for. And then now you end up with nothing in the end of that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tricky situation mm-hmm. all around, but the gist of it is, you know, if you take these kind of smaller one-off projects, like it's something that you're going to have to constantly hustle for. You know, you're going to have to constantly be looking for the next thing. And if you're doing that, then you're probably not focusing on the best quality of work that you can provide to your clients in that time. Or mm-hmm. it may just not be worth it to you to to invest in that higher quality. So if you're looking to grow, you're looking to expand your skills or anything like that, then you really should be focusing on building your network and building relationships with the clients that you do have. Um, Because ultimately, you know, the people that you know and the relationships that you build are going to take you a lot further than the one project that you got under your belt. Unless you're trying to build a portfolio because that it kind of goes both ways. But there will come a point in your profession when you have to really take that choice of am I going to build a relationship and really focus on pulling in the bigger bucks to work less? Or am I going to, you know, keep taking these one-off small projects on a revolving basis? If you can find a bunch of one-off small projects and you sometimes get that a client who will just need those one-off things and they may call you every other month or something or once a year kind of thing. We have some clients that do that with us. And I think that's the one-off things doesn't mean the client's wrong. Yeah. Say they already have a marketing team and they have their own thing going on. They have it all, but they just want to hire an expert for one piece of content or mm-hmm. one, whether it is, I'm trying to think of other, I'm trying to make this universal, any kind of creative thing that you hired in for just for one time. That happens and that's always going to happen. But trying to build those relationships is where it really is going to matter. And it's going to, it's going to be better for you and the client you're working for. If you can find a way to keep helping them i guess is what is it just keep yeah. helping them yeah because one video or one one time of any kind of creative service that you can offer whether it's photography uh, the website stuff always make i don't i'm not too familiar on how that all works on the back <laughs> end of that but i you, you're always needing to update websites yes like, yeah there, there's always something that needs to happen with that but yeah yeah so i think one other thing worth mentioning too. I mean, you you mentioned some bigger clients that keep coming to us with smaller projects. Mm-hmm. So, without name dropping, we do have one client that is it's a big international corporation and their American branch comes to us twice a year to do these just really small internal videos. 
they can get bigger and they can Mm -hmm. be time consuming. But uh, twice a year they come to us and it is like, you know, two to three weeks of just nonstop, literally working around the clock to churn out, you know, what I think the last time we did it, they had like 50 videos in like three weeks, something like that. I don't count when I do them. I just got to keep It's literally just, yeah, one um, after another. But you usually don't know how many up front either. No. And as I'm working on one, they'll be like, hey, we got five more coming. Hey, we need six more. And then there'll be other people from the company that reach out because then they found out that this team was working with us. And And it sounds chaotic, but that's the nature of this client. And we've (laughs) we've worked with them enough to where it's not, it's not a problem for us. Yeah. And And, they're great to work with. And so we've worked with them for five years yeah now yeah about five years and so in that time frame you know the whenever we first started working with them we were looking for those kind of fast-paced sort of projects you know we were wanting to grow but just the reality of where we were at that's kind of the work that we needed at that point and so because we were able to deliver very well in the environment that they set up for us um, we actually were able to build a strong relationship mm-hmm. with them. And then they started referring us for more. They had some internal design work. We actually designed a conference room for them and a bunch of internal graphics and all kinds of things in that realm. And then they consulted on their website with us. And then they had some animation things that that project, they ended up not going with it. But the point is they had a bunch of other projects later that were bigger and they were going to be more of a time commitment than just those sort mm-hmm. of one-time things. So all that to say it is possible to take your kind of small, you know, churning constantly like fast-paced projects and turn those into lasting relationships with your clients. So you can build big relationships out of that. But it is a lot more work up front. It is. And way. I think that the whole proposal process Mm -hmm. is a big part in starting that relationship because i feel like you gotta start at the beginning yeah because it's easy once they hire you and you get that job it's easy because they're gonna get busy and move on to the next thing but if you can focus on their problem at hand Mm -hmm. if they have time i can understand there's some people out there like i don't have time to figure this out this is what i want and if they have the money that's that's up to you to decide if you're going to take that job or not and if it's just the paycheck and you need it yeah but sometimes going through that those extra steps it's it's yeah there's a cost on your end but usually it's worth it in the long run yeah definitely Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to host your own talk show? Podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know we sent you to get $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support this show.